Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Adams, and this is the Money Girl Podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. I really appreciate you downloading the show, and I hope you'll stick around by subscribing if you haven't done that already. You'll find the notes for each show and the full archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section over at quickanddirtytips.com. I want to thank a couple of folks who recently submitted five-star reviews on iTunes. If you're enjoying the show and you haven't done that yet, hint, hint, Please take a moment to let me and everyone at Quick and Dirty Tips who works behind the scenes know that you're getting value from the show. Your feedback is really important, so I'd like to ask that you do that right after the show. It can be short and literally take less than a minute of your time. I heard from Michelle81509 who says, I appreciate this podcast providing a variety of information on being financially responsible in a short amount of time. And CJ262006 says, really love the podcast on how tax reform will impact us individually. You made a complex topic easy to digest. Thank you. Well, thank you, Michelle and CJ. Those comments mean so much to me. So again, if you haven't done that, please take a moment to head over to iTunes, or you can do it on your phone. It's really easy on the iTunes app on the phone. I get lots of questions about how to build credit. Some of you are looking for information on how to build credit from scratch because you are just getting started and you just don't really have a whole lot to go on in your credit file. It's thin, as they say. And some of you are trying to rebuild your credit or repair credit after dealing with a financial hardship. And many times people reach out to me because they're in a panic. Maybe you've just applied for a car loan or a home loan and you get denied because they tell you you have really bad credit and people start freaking out and wanting to figure out how they can build credit. So this show is for you if you are interested in any kind of financing down the road, whether it's a credit card, car loan, personal loan, mortgage, your credit is really important. It's gotta be in good shape, not only for you to get approved, but so that you don't pay too much for those loans. So even if you're not in the market for a mortgage, you're really not looking to buy a home right now, 
This show is definitely for you if you're interested in keeping your credit in good shape. And your credit is also important even if you're not looking to get a loan. It is a factor in the rates that you pay for auto insurance. It's a factor for whether you get approved to rent an apartment. And in some cases, it can even make the difference between getting a job or not if your employer is looking at your credit. So the bottom line is that building credit is always important, but it is critical before buying a home. So whether you're a seasoned homeowner or you're a first-timer, your credit score is a primary factor that mortgage lenders consider when evaluating you. As I mentioned, not only is this a factor to get approved, but it's going to help you lock in a low interest rate, and that can save a huge amount of money over the life of your loan. Let me give you an example. Let's say you get a $200,000 fixed rate mortgage, and you've got excellent credit. You're going to pay about $145,000 in interest over the life of that 30-year loan. But let's say you don't have great credit. Let's say it's just average. It's not even poor. It's just average credit. You're going to pay close to $190,000 in interest for that same loan. So having less than stellar credit cost you $45,000 just in interest. And even if you sell your home before paying off the mortgage, having excellent credit translates into a lower monthly payment. So in this example, you would be paying $125 less each month if you have excellent credit than if you just have average credit. And then we can take this example one step further If you invested that $125 per month for retirement, instead of paying it to a mortgage lender, that could easily grow into a really nice nest egg worth over $200,000 within 30 years at a moderate return. So small financial habits like how you handle credit really add up in your financial life. So in this show, I'm going to take you through six steps to build or repair your credit before buying a home. And if you follow these step-by-step before you even think about house hunting, you're going to be in a really good position to get approved for a mortgage that costs as little as possible. Step number one, check your credit reports. If you guys have not checked your credit reports lately, I'm going to just hammer this home. You've got to do it. It's really easy. I know it sounds like a hassle, but it really is very easy. And the bottom line is that lenders put a lot of weight on your credit. So you need to be one step ahead of them by checking your credit first. You need to know what's in that credit report before they take a look at it. Your credit scores are calculated entirely from the data in your credit reports. So you need to make sure that your credit reports don't include any inaccurate information. Your credit reports are maintained by three nationwide bureaus. There are other smaller bureaus, but the main ones are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Unfortunately, most consumers have errors on their credit reports, and those errors can go undetected for decades, and they can be dragging down your scores without you even knowing because you've never taken the time to review them. And you really need to look at all three of them because you don't know which of your credit reports that a mortgage lender will examine. So look at all three, especially if you've never reviewed them or it's been a long time. Plus, your credit files typically vary 
from bureau to bureau because not all creditors and merchants report your payment information to all three of them, and they don't share information when it comes to your your credit accounts. The creditors that you deal with are not required to submit data to credit agencies at all, but many will choose to work with, let's say, just one or two of them. You're entitled to view or print each of your credit reports for free every 12 months at the official credit site, which is annualcreditreport.com. But do not wait until the last minute. I want you to check your reports at least several months before you plan to apply for a mortgage. And that will give you plenty of time to correct any mistakes, which we'll talk about next. Now, if you know that there are black marks on your credit, like late payments or accounts and collection, you need to start some serious credit repair efforts at least six months in advance of buying a home. And if you can wait a year before applying for a home loan, that's an even better time frame to whip your credit and finances into shape. When you're reviewing your reports, carefully check every item. Just kind of go through it with a fine-tooth comb looking for anything that either is incorrect or just doesn't look right to you. So look at your name, your social security number, your current and previous addresses, employers, public records, and all of your accounts. And don't be surprised to see old accounts in your file. That's a question I get a lot. People say, why are all these old accounts in my file? Well, even loans that you've paid off or credit cards that you closed stay in your credit file for a certain amount of time. Accounts with positive information remain on your credit report for at least 10 years, and they may even remain indefinitely. And that's great because you want all of that good, positive information to stay there, making you look good. And accounts with any negative information like late payments or being in collections, those stay on your credit report for seven years and then they automatically fall off. So if you see any accounts that have negative information that you know are older than seven years, that's something that you would want to dispute. For each of your open credit accounts, verify the available credit limit, the outstanding loan amount, and any late payments. If all of your personal and your account information is accurate, you can skip the next step. We're going to talk about correcting errors. But if you do see any errors, you've got to get them corrected as quickly as possible. Note that your credit scores are never, ever listed in your credit reports. That's because you don't have one credit score. There are actually more than 100 credit scoring models out there. Some rank you with a numerical score and some assign a letter grade, like an A or a B, so they're all a little different. As I mentioned, scores are based on the data in your credit reports, and that changes constantly as new data is added and old data is deleted. So credit scores are a snapshot of your credit in time, and you typically have to purchase them from scoring companies or credit bureaus. Mortgage lenders commonly use the FICO credit score, That's kind of the most famous credit score. But again, there are lots of other ones out there. FICO ranges from a low of 300 to a high of 850. FICO scores over 760 are considered excellent. And those under 620 are likely to be turned down for a home loan. So if you want to check up on your FICO score, you can buy it. It costs about 20 bucks 
Or you may have a credit card that offers it for free. I think Discover is one that's offering FICO scores for free these days. There are other credit sites that I love, like Credit Sesame and Credit Karma, that offer credit reports and credit scores for free, and they come from a couple of bureaus like TransUnion and Equifax. These scores may not be the ones that your potential mortgage lender will use, but they're still a good indicator of your overall credit health. Plus, these sites offer great tips for how to boost your credit, and they even notify you when your scores move up or down. Okay, step number two after you have reviewed your credit reports is to correct any errors. If you review your credit reports and find errors such as an account that isn't yours or a bankruptcy you'd never filed, that's really serious. So it's an urgent matter that you need to get corrected. That could be a sign that you're a victim of identity theft and you need to report the matter to the Federal Trade Commission at identitytheft.gov. Watching out for identity theft is the main reason that I recommend checking your credit reports at least once a year and ideally maybe even once a quarter. If you're not watching them on a regular basis, there could be a lot of fraudulent activity going on and you would have no idea that it's happened. So these reports are really important to stay on top of. Now, if you see small errors like an incorrect credit limit or a late payment that you didn't make, that's going to be easy to clear up by speaking directly with your creditor. And it's also a good idea to go ahead and submit a formal dispute with the credit bureau showing the error. You can use the bureau's website. That's really the fastest and easiest way to file a credit dispute. And federal law allows you to do that for free. Then what happens next is the credit bureau opens a case that's in your name and they contact the creditor that submitted the information that you're questioning. Then your creditor has up to 45 days to respond. If they don't, The credit bureau makes the correction that you requested and sends you an updated credit report. If your creditor does respond in time, but let's say they don't agree with you and they say they're not going to make any adjustment to your credit report, you have the right to add a statement of explanation to your credit file. That allows you to kind of tell your side of the story in up to 100 words. And future creditors and merchants may read your statement and take it into consideration when evaluating you. Any information that you add to your credit history remains there for as long as the disputed account appears in your credit history or until you request to have the statement removed. But remember that accurate but negative information can't be removed simply because you don't like the fact that it's there. As I previously mentioned, late payments and accounts and collection eventually do fall off your credit report after seven years. And by the way, each credit bureau is required to notify the other bureaus about disputes. So you only need to submit it one time. But the earlier you get started cleaning up your reports, the faster your credit scores can improve. And I know making disputes may seem like a hassle, but believe me, you'll be glad when it's done and you get a great mortgage. Remember that credit bureaus don't make lending or credit decisions. They simply maintain a database of information that gets reported to them. Okay, moving on to step number three. After you've reviewed your file, you've disputed any errors, the third step is to deal with delinquent accounts. If you have delinquencies like late payments, accounts and collection, and judgments, they're going to hurt your ability to get a mortgage. 
Your payment history is the most important factor in the calculation of your credit scores. So if you've got poor credit, it's probably because you haven't paid accounts as agreed. Before putting in a mortgage application, I want you to consider paying off any past due balances or negotiating a settlement with your creditors. Unfortunately, making a lump sum payment or a monthly payment agreement for a delinquent account doesn't remove it from your report. As I mentioned, all accurate but negative information stays there for up to seven years. However, getting caught up on late payments will help clean up your report, and that's going to look better to a potential creditor than if you just have a bunch of delinquencies. Also, black marks in your credit files do get overshadowed by newer, positive information as you make payments on time. In other words, the older a delinquency gets, the less it's factored into your credit scores and the better you look to a mortgage lender. One word of caution here is that if you have old past due accounts, making a payment can restart the statute of limitations, which comes with some legal risks. So if you have a large amount of delinquent debt, I want you to consult with an attorney before communicating with your creditors. If that's your situation, I would definitely recommend checking out a podcast I did, which is 398, called The Statute of Limitations and Four Options for Old Debt. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Okay, step number four, 
cut your utilization ratio. In addition to correcting errors and cleaning up delinquencies, use your credit report to manage another key ingredient in your credit scores, which is called your utilization ratio. This is the percentage of available credit you're currently using. For example, if your credit card has $10,000 of available credit and you have a $5,000 balance, your utilization is 50%. You're using half of your available credit. The optimal credit utilization is about 20% or less. So paying down the balance to $2,000 would result in a quick boost to your credit scores. Don't make the mistake of closing any credit accounts before getting a mortgage. I want to repeat that. It's super important. Don't make the mistake of closing any credit accounts or credit cards before getting a mortgage. Why? Well, it might seem like having fewer accounts would make you appear more attractive to a lender, but the reality is it can hurt you. Canceling an account could significantly reduce your available credit, which would cause your credit utilization to skyrocket and your scores to go down, and that can happen really fast. So play it safe and wait until after you move into your new home to close any unwanted accounts. Likewise, having more available credit relative to your outstanding balances can reduce your utilization ratio and boost your scores. However, in most cases, requesting a higher credit limit comes with an inquiry on your credit, which causes a slight ding. But requesting more available credit might be a good strategy that outweighs the downside if you're struggling to bring down your balances and cut utilization on your own. Also, having a mix of revolving accounts like credit cards and lines of credit and installment loans like auto loans, personal loans, student loans helps your credit. So if you close all your credit cards, that could negatively affect your scores as well. Plus, some lenders require you to have at least two or three credit accounts already open in your name. So to have the best credit, you need to have both installment and revolving accounts with a positive payment history. And if you're not familiar with the concept of credit utilization, I would definitely encourage you to learn more about it. Of course, I've done podcasts on this topic. One of them that you might wanna check out is podcast number 408 called How Many Credit Cards Should You Have for Good Credit? And another one is 270 called Credit Utilization, What It Means for Your Credit Score. Step number five, reduce your debt-to-income ratio. Another approval factor that mortgage lenders use is called the debt-to-income ratio. It shows how your expenses stack up against how much you earn, and it's a really good indicator of how comfortably you could take on additional debt. One formula called the housing or front-end debt-to-income ratio shows what percentage of your income would go toward your housing costs, so your mortgage payment, property taxes, association dues, and homeowners insurance. Another is the back-end ratio or total ratio. That shows what percentage of income would go toward all your debts. For example, if your monthly obligations total $25,000 per year and you earn an annual salary of $50,000, your back-end debt-to-income ratio is 50%. That's pretty high. Most home lenders like to see housing ratios or the front end ratio 
in the range of 25 to 28 percent max and total debt ratios below 36 to 40 percent. If you exceed those limits, you may need to pay down debt balances to get approved. So crunch the numbers on your debt ratios and see if you can reduce them by paying down debt or consolidating your debt so you've got lower monthly payments. Additionally, paying down your outstanding debt balances boosts your credit. All right, the final step, number six, is discuss your credit situation with lenders. Before applying for a mortgage or taking your first house hunting trip, I recommend that you talk to several potential lenders. They want to do business with you, and so they can evaluate your financial situation and give you advice for free. Ask them how you can qualify for the best rate possible and then heed their advice. Each lender will evaluate you a little differently, so you'll probably hear slightly different guidelines. Research possible loans, rates, companies, and mortgage brokers exhaustively. Buying a home is a major commitment, so you want to do your homework, and that's going to give you a huge financial reward because you're going to end up with the best product. If your finances and credit are as good as a lender needs them to be, you can get pre-approved for a home loan before you begin shopping. That will help you know the price range of homes you can afford, and it also tells real estate professionals and sellers that you're a great prospect and that they should do business with you. A pre-approval locks in a mortgage offer for a limited period of time, and it's also going to save you a lot of time because when you make an offer and it's accepted, you're going to be able to get to the closing table a lot faster than if you were starting from scratch and just, you know, researching your mortgage at that moment. Getting pre-approved also shows you the down payment that you would need to bring to the closing table given a property's price. So once you have a pre-approval, be sure not to open any new credit accounts or make any changes to your financial life. Remember that a pre-approval is conditional on not having any significant modifications to your income, expenses, or credit. So keep a low credit profile once you begin the home buying process. If you apply for a new credit card, or you get a new car loan while you're waiting to close on a home loan, you risk spoiling your mortgage terms or losing the deal altogether. And if you're thinking, well, Laura, my credit isn't great, but I still want to be a homeowner. Well, if you have poor credit, there are a few options to still become a homeowner. One way is to apply for an FHA loan. FHA is a government program that's offered by approved lenders. And these types of loans are available even if you have a FICO score as low as 580. But you have to come up with a 3.5% down payment. The problem is FHA loans come with pretty high underlying fees that add to your loan balance. So in other words, it can get you into a home, but you're going to end up paying a whole lot more for it over the long run than you would with a conventional mortgage. Another option, if your credit score is high enough, you could choose to take a conventional mortgage with a high interest rate and then refinance it for a lower rate later on when your credit improves. The risk is that you might not qualify for a refinance down the road or that interest rates could move higher, leaving you stuck with a really bad rate. And another option to buy a home when you have subpar credit is to make a larger down payment. Paying more of your own money to buy a home 
makes you a lower credit risk to lenders because you're less likely to walk away from the investment. My advice is to never buy a home unless you're certain that you'll stay there for at least five years. You never know how long it could take to sell a house or a condo, and you have to pay closing costs each time you buy and sell real estate. And just because you qualify for a mortgage doesn't mean that you should get one. It's a very big commitment, and it's got to fit in with all of your other financial goals, like putting enough aside for retirement, paying down your existing debt. If renting a little longer will save you money so you can accomplish your financial objectives, that may be the way to go. But if buying a home has more advantages for you than disadvantages, and you're willing to put down some roots, then getting your finances and credit in tip-top shape by following the steps in this podcast is definitely the best way to start. Thanks so much for downloading the show and being a part of this community. Keep listening, learning, and leveraging your resources to grow richer every single day. And if you have a resolution, a goal, or an intention to get out of debt this year, I really want to help you. Do not miss my new online class called Get Out of Debt Fast, a proven plan to stay debt-free forever. You simply won't get different results with your money if you don't take different actions. So take control of your finances by joining my super affordable class. You will come away with a clear debt reduction plan to eliminate credit cards, student loans, medical bills, mortgages, or any debt you owe even if you don't have extra money to pay them off faster. To learn more, send me a text. Text the phrase debt course, it's D-E-B-T-C-O-U-R-S-E with no space, to the number 33444, and I'll send you an email that gives you 85% off. That brings the cost of the course under $30 for a limited time. So check it out, and I'll see you in class. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.